Hi, my name is Candice Eve Fries. I'm a partner in the Child and Family Law Department at Shepson and Wiley Attorneys. And this is my colleague who I work very closely with, Kate. Hi, I'm Kate Wersthazen. I'm also a partner in the Family Law Department at Shepson and Wiley. On the last occasion, we were discussing the very interesting topic of child maintenance. One of the things that people always ask me is, for how long do I have to maintain my children? And what is this concept of self-supporting? In terms of old South African law, the age of majority was 21. And so if you had a court order that says um, you pay maintenance until your child reaches the age of majority, it would be 21. But a couple of years ago, maybe even 10, that was changed to 18. So if you've got an order where you've got to pay maintenance for a child until they reach the age of majority, that maintenance order will terminate when they're 18. And when it terminates, can that child, if they are still dependent on their parents, can they themselves apply to maintenance court for maintenance? Yes, they can. But obviously that's not an ideal situation. I mean, you never want to put a kid, if you can avoid it, in a scenario where they have to apply for maintenance from their own parent. But that's why we try to incorporate in maintenance agreements or court orders, as the case may be, the concept of a child being self-supporting and that being the date for the termination of maintenance. Candice, can you clarify for everyone that's listening what self-supporting really means? So self-supporting is when that child is able to sustain themselves financially, albeit before the age of 18 or after the age of 18. So you may have a situation where there's a 19-year-old who's at university and although he's not living with his parents and he's maybe earning a, a small income on his own, he still requires financial assistance from his parents to sustain himself. All right, so if you've been very diligent and you've done your list of expenses and you've determined exactly how much your child costs a month and you've applied the pro rata ratio of your salary to the other parent parent's salary and you've determined, right, my kid needs 8,000 Rand a month from the other parent. How are you going to go about getting that other parent to pay? Usually, I would recommend that before you go running off to court, that you go and see an attorney who is qualified in that area of the law and you begin a process where you correspond with that spouse and you ask for the maintenance substantiated by your list of expenses and supported by your list of expenses and setting out exactly how much you require. If they then block you at that point by not responding or not offering sufficient maintenance, you're then entitled to approach your local maintenance court, which you can do without legal representation or with legal representation if you would prefer. And you literally fill out an application where you apply for maintenance in the sum that you require. Just to go uh, off track for just a moment, I think a difficult thing about maintenance is that there's a lot of emotion involved. Some parents don't want to pay or they think that another parent is being unfair when at the end of the day, there are really only two considerations. It's one, what does your child reasonably require? And two, how much can you afford to pay? It's quite simply an accounting exercise. I think my my experience is that there there is this fallacy also that and I'll have to say particularly men, 
believe that if they pay a certain amount of cash money to their spouse for their child, that that money will be utilized for things other than the child's needs. And unfortunately, if they go to court with that idea, it's not going to be accepted by the court because as the primary caregiver or the person responsible for those expenses, they're entitled to receive a monetary amount that they distribute as required. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because that's been my experience as well. But there are certain circumstances and it doesn't have to be particularly complicated where you could arrange an order that, for example, a father pays service providers instead of paying money to the other parent directly. So, for example, the father could pay school fees directly to the school or be in charge of medical aid payments or something like that, where they don't necessarily have to give as much cash the other parent. Definitely. And I think that you must always try to structure maintenance in a way that there is as much of a separation between the two parties as possible. All right. Last point in closing, something that I think is important to know. If you've made an agreement in terms of maintenance and you're both paying your fair portions, etc., What happens if there is change to your circumstances in terms of which you either need more maintenance or less maintenance for your child? In terms of the Maintenance Act, you do have the ability to apply to court for what we call a variation order or a substitution or discharge order. It's very important to note, though, that you can't just willy-nilly go off to court and apply for a change in the maintenance. You, You will have to show good cause and a material change in circumstances to warrant a variation. Can you give us an example of a material change in circumstances? A material change in circumstances, for instance, say, for example, somebody's been paying maintenance for five years. And that has been increased annually uh, consistently. At that time, say for example, the husband loses his job and now he doesn't have the income that he used to have. That change in income, that drastic drop in income would be the material change in his circumstances. You can also have a material change in circumstances on the other person's part, the person who is receiving the maintenance and that would usually be where that person's or the child's expenses have increased for some reason such as they have now started high school so the school fees are higher. I could go on for days about this topic. Please don't. (laughs) (laughs) Long story short it's it's as complicated as you make it. Exactly. So in summary There must be a significant change in circumstances which warrants the court varying the order, especially if it's a high court order.